0: These are photos of tires belonging to the uh, defendant's car. And these are photos of the tire marks left by the assailant's car as it fled the convenience store. Now, are you familiar with these? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Could you uh, elaborate, please, sir? We compared the tire marks outside the convenience store with the rear tires of the defendant's car. They're the same model and size tires. Michelin model, XGV, size 75R, 14-inch wheel. They're the same size and model tire. Anything else, sir? Yes, indeed. The car, leaving the convenience store, spun its rear tires dramatically and left a residue of rubber on the asphalt. Now, I took a sample of that rubber and analyzed it. I also took a sample of the rubber from the rear tires of the defendant's Buick and analyzed that, too. What kind of equipment did you use to, uh find this out. I used a Hewlett Packard 5710A dual-column gas chromatograph with flame analyzation detectors. Uh-huh. Is that thing turbocharged? <laughs> <laughs> Only on the floor, Mom.
1: Rumors spread around in
0: that Texas time about the shack outside the game you know what i'm talking about
1: just let me know if you wanna go to that whole mile long range they got a lot of nice girls
2: Welcome to the main event. I open up with that scene from uh, my cousin Vinny, which is, uh, you know, one of the cult classics from, uh, I don't know, was that the 90s or the 80s? Somewhere, somewhere back there. But, you know, it's one of the, uh, it's one of like the greatest, uh, the greatest scenes ever, the court scenes out of my cousin. Well, the whole, the whole movie is. But you know what? What we saw this week in the January 6th commission just reminded me so much. So much of that courtroom and a, so much of George Wilbur's testimony. And we're gonna to get to that as soon as I get the the basics out of the way first. But uh, you know, I'm when we start talking about what's what the political theater that's going on in front of the TVs, it's just it's just jaw-dropping to me. It's uh and I just said, you know what, this 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 guy here sounds just like uh George Wilbur on uh, my cousin Vinny, and uh, so I had to use that. Had to use that clip, and you'll know why here in a few minutes. Um, that song was Lagrange from ZZ Top. We lost Dusty Hill, which is one of the the two guys out front um, uh, that with the long beards. Uh, for those of you that uh, aren't real real big uh, ZZ Top fans, you know you got the two guys with the beards out front, and you got the the skinny guy that uh, just has a. Shorter hair and a shorter hair, not short hair, and a uh, and a mustache is playing the drums, and uh, you know they're the uh, they're rocking Texas Southern fried rock. And we lost Dusty Hill this week, and uh, you know it's 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 really sad that we're seeing so many of our uh, so many of our great classic rockers that are that are leaving us lately. We'll talk about another one in the second half, Um, but that was our tribute to Dusty Hill and ZZ Top. So uh before we get into uh, what's going on this week, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities, but you have to know what to look for, how to find them. You have to you have to actually ask questions and kind of kind of uh, visit this question: what should I do? Is there am I in the market to refinance? Should I be considering selling my property? Should I be considering moving? Should I be considering uh, another state? Should I be if I'm staying here? I think I think real estate. I think real estate may be going through a very profound uh, conversion right now. And let me tell you why. Um, in 2020, in 2020, we learned more than we maybe we should have already known, but it became painfully clear to everybody that you don't have to, that you can work from anywhere. So if you have a job, you know, you know, in the, in the past, if you want a job in any of the big companies in Los Angeles, you have to live in Los Angeles or you have to just pencil out a couple extra hours out of your day for driving. If, um, and if you have a job for a company that's in, uh, In Arkansas, you have to live in Arkansas. And if you have a company that if you're working for a company in Oklahoma, you have to live in Oklahoma. So there's two sides of this. Number one, there's people in Oklahoma that would probably not really like, enjoy living in that big, big, flat, dusty area. And they'd say, hey, man, I'd really like to be out by the beach, but my job's in in Oklahoma or my job's in Nebraska or my job's in wherever it is. They are figuring out they don't have to be there to work there. On the other hand, there's some people that live in the live in the city that are saying, "Hey, I'm really tired of, of dealing with the traffic and I'm really tired of of, you know, uh, being so close to my neighbors and I can work for this company and I don't really have to I could be in the Inland Empire, I could be in Arizona, I could be anywhere. I don't really, you know, and, and if I have to come in once a month, I'll jump on a plane or I'll, or I'll commute and stay with stay with my friend or a family member for that one night." Um a lot of people are learning this. And for some reason, the market in, in California is just going going crazy. And it's actually going crazy everywhere because everyone's saying, hey, if I'm going to make a move, and I'm, sit, I'm sitting here in my house in Montana. I'm going, hmm, what am I saying? It's only happening here in California. It's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere across the country. But everybody's paying these high prices because they're afraid that the mortgage rates are about to go up. But what happens what happens when everybody figures out that hey LA is expensive because LA's where all the jobs are. So they're paying premium dollars to get those. At some point at some point interest rates interest rates will come up a little bit. People will stop panicking about them, then they go, Why do I want to pay that extra money to be in LA? I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot of dynamics of, of this real estate market that we're seeing now that's going to result in some craziness. And I think it'll probably happen in the next, uh, I don't know, year to 18 months. We're going to see, see something unfold. I personally sold all my rental properties in, in, uh, in California. Um, I didn't sell my house. I'm not going to sell my house because I still have three kids and two grand, and two grandkids in California. Um, but the, uh, but, I'm just saying, Hey, open your eyes, consider this, consider this, what's going on, and just keep your eyes open and you know if you read my book that's coming out in September, uh experience matters, here's mine um I talk about the market cycle of of real estate and it's really the market cycle of the economy and and I talk about that and and uh and you start watching for market cycles and I didn't consciously make this decision. Um, in fact, I I actually was in escrow to, on the sale of all all six of my uh, rental houses in all in Moreno Valley, and uh, and we were doing the final go the final run through on everything that I'd written over the last last year. And we went to, and we were in that chapter. And I told I told Brooke, who's helping me write this, I said, "You know what? I didn't even consciously think of it, but this is the market we're in right now." And I didn't consciously think about it when I put up on when I decided to sell all my houses. And, but I started thinking, I started thinking, I don't know when I don't know how long it'll be till the next market cycle like this. And I made that decision say, you know what, I'm going to be 60 in September. If the next market cycle is 15 or 20 years down the, down the line, I don't know. I'll even be here. So made all the, made all the sense. And this is the kind of, this is the kind of things That when I deal with people in the real estate business, in the mortgage business, and when people are asking me just advice on life, this is the kind of things to say. Watch what's going on around you. Not just the stock market, not just the real estate market. Watch what's going on in politics. What do you think all this stuff is going to lead to? Because all this stuff all has effect on your life. And for those, for those out there that that don't listen to the main event, because they're watching the Dodgers. And they're really concerned about the Dodgers. They really care who's winning the Olympics. They really care about, you know, it's not, you know, I don't really care. You know, I don't really care if, uh, if, uh, if, if the United, you know, if it's about the United States, you know, I'm not really rooting for the country. I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for the, for the athlete. You know, then why do you care? Because that stuff doesn't really affect your life. It's entertaining. I mean, I like to watch a little bit of it, a little bit of it to be entertained, but, but you know what? I watch what's going on around me and I see what's going on and I'm concerned, but I'm, I think about this stuff. I think about this stuff and I make moves in my life and I advise my, my kids and friends and family and employees and coworkers and, uh, based on what I see and some of them take my advice. And some of them, because they've taken my advice, are millionaires. So, or uh, or if they're not millionaires financially, they're millionaires uh, spiritually, uh, emotionally, just because they're aware. And no, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I just watch and I process this stuff. And I say, hey, I need to share this stuff. God wants me to share this stuff with you. And so here I am. So for those that don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you want to get involved in any of those fantastic opportunities and you and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, dear night toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some advice uh, or find out some information, uh, but you don't want to go on the you don't want to talk on the telephone, go to edhoffman.net, e d h o f f m a n .net. Click on the Summit Funding logo that'll take you to my lending page and you can fill in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back and either myself or one of my talented teammates. will uh, we'll get right back to you and um, we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, if you heard some heard part of the show that you want repeated or you missed part of it um, or you want to share it, you can get the podcast on EdHoffman.net as well on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can, uh, which is now called Apple Podcasts, where you can uh, subscribe for free and have it automatically download to uh, whatever device you use to listen to podcasts. Uh, automatically, we upload on fr- I record on Friday mornings; uh, it uploads on Friday afternoon and uh, sometime Friday afternoon or Friday evening. It'll download to your device, and you can listen to it on demand. Um, follow me on Twitter where. I- Tweet about current events all week long, some weeks less than others, some weeks more than others. Um, all, the other, all the other social media, I'm at Big Ed Hoffman. The Facebook page for the show is the main event, Ed Hoffman, facebook.com slash the main event, Ed Hoffman. And if you have comments on the show, email me to ed at edhoffman.net. All right, let's talk about what's, the, what's uh, exciting going on this week, or what wasn't exciting, or what was appalling that's going on this week. Uh, The January 6th commission, uh, the first hearing of it, uh, January 6th commission investigation took place on Capitol Hill Tuesday. Everybody's talking about the testimony of the Capitol Hill and Metro PD police officers. (laughs) was so dramatic. But first, let's start with the political theater that kicked off the morning from committee chairman Bernie Thompson, Democrat from Mississippi.
1: We won victories and we've suffered failures. But the peaceful transfer of power has stood as the pillar of our democracy. And while Joe Biden is the legitimately elected president of the United States, a peaceful transfer of power didn't happen this year. It did not happen. A violent mob was pointed toward the Capitol and told to win a trial by combat. One rioter said that they weren't there to commit violence, but that we are just there to overthrow the government. I want to repeat that. I urge everyone to listen to those words and think about what they mean. We were just there to overthrow the government. They marched on the Capitol with the clear intentions of stopping the certification of the election. And when they encountered the police sworn to keep us safe, they went on the attack.
2: Yeah, well, no peaceful transition. I think the peaceful transition uh, happens on January 20th every four years. And I didn't see any unpeaceful transition. I never heard Trump actually try to rile people up. I never actually heard Trump uh, do anything um, but say, hey, peacefully and peacefully and and patriotically march down and let people know how we feel about certifying the election. Um, I don't. I didn't hear any unpeaceful transfer of, of power, but you know what? Um, you know, when it's convenient that protesting is our patriotic duty when it's convenient, you know, like the, like, you know, last summer, you know, the summer of love, you know, the George Floyd and every other, every other little, um, defund the police, uh, issue that was going on out there. So the, uh, when it's convenient for the Democrats, then protesting is, is, uh, is patriotic, is our patriotic duty. So while we're talking about the political theater that was going on, um, the last officer that we heard make a statement I'm going to use as the first one. Here's Harry Dunn of the Capitol
3: Police. Before I begin, I'd like to take a moment of my time to ask for a moment of silence for my fallen colleague, Officer Brian Signick who died from injuries he sustained in the line of duty, defending the capital of our beloved democracy.
2: Well, there went a a complete wasted minute, a moment of silence for Brian Sicknick, who died of his injuries, except for, you know, except for, we already know he died of natural causes. It's already been established. The Democrats were quick to tell everybody that he died, uh, had a cracked skull, was beaten with a fire extinguisher by all these Trump supporters and how violent everything was. And that kind of makes it not look so bad that Capitol police officer, uh, fired a fired a bullet at point blank range and uh, killed Ashley Babbitt, a, uh, a veteran of our military and, uh, and unarmed. So we don't have to talk about that. We don't even want to talk about what the guy's name is. And we're just going to let him off and say, hey, there was no crime committed, but, Ashley Babbitt's dead, and her family would like, to, like some explanations and would like, some, would, would like to have her back. But Brian Sicknick died of natural causes. But just like Benghazi was a, was a spontaneous attack based on people being mad about a YouTube video when, in fact, it was a planned terrorist attack. You know what? If you'll buy it, if you'll buy it, they'll sell it. If you're dumb enough to believe this stuff, they'll just keep feeding it to you over and over and over. They'll just keep giving it to you over and over. They'll just keep giving you the lies. You just keep buying it. And you know what? Seems like America has a, short, has a very short uh, memory. So uh, we'll hear more from Harry Dunn in a little bit here. So like I said, he was the last one to talk, but I just want to talk about while we're on the political theater. Listen to the political theater. Let's have, a, let's have a moment of silence for a guy who died of his injuries. He didn't die of his injuries. We'll hear so we'll hear more of him. But first, let's get to the testimony of Metro PD Officer Michael Fanone. Now, Michael Fanone sounds—you know—I I use that opening clip from my my cousin Vinny because this guy sounds exactly like George Wilbur on the uh, on my cousin Vinny, the guy who's testifying about the 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 XGV size uh, size R fourteen tires, and you know, and using the HP whatever it is to analyze the rubber. Uh, listen to this other clip from my cousin, me, and, t- and then listen to, then we'll go into Michael Fanon and see if you don't think he sounds the same.
0: I'm a special automotive instructor of forensic studies for the federal bureau of investigation. Uh huh. How long you been in that position? 18 years. I'm a plainclothes
4: officer assigned to the first district's crime suppression team. What I witnessed and experienced on January 6, 2021 was unlike anything I had ever seen or could have imagined in my country. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob, an armed mob of thousands determined to get inside because I was among the vastly outnumbered group of law enforcement officers protecting the Capitol and the people inside it. I was grabbed, beaten, tased, all while being called a traitor to my country. I was at risk of being stripped of and killed with my own firearm. As I heard chance of killing him with his own gun, I could still hear those words in my head today, although I regularly deal with risky situations on the job, nowhere in my wildest imagination did I ever expect to be in that situation. They tortured me, they beat me, I was struck with a taser device at the base of my skull numerous times, and they continued to do so. Uh, Until I yelled out that I have kids, hoping to appeal to some of their uh, some of those individuals, humanity, a few did step in uh, and intervene on my behalf. They did assist me back towards the mouth of the tunnel entrance and uh, other officers were then able to uh, rescue me and pull me back inside.
2: Now, does anybody have any recollection of anybody talking about Capitol Police officer? Uh, being beat at the, at the stem of his skull with his taser. I mean, wouldn't you think that would be some, that would have made some some uh, news? We heard about we heard about cops getting hurt, but you know, if 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 somebody pulled out his his weapon and if they got his taser, they probably got his gun, and uh, and they're beating him with at the stem of his skull until he he yelled out that he had kids. You know, this would seem like this was probably pretty dramatic, but we never heard about this until this week. I'm just wondering, is any of this stuff true? Is any of this stuff true? Do you, do you buy all this stuff? It just, it's just amazing to me. We never heard about this stuff until now. Six months later, got plenty of time to think about what kind of stories you could say when the political theater cameras are on. Later on the hearing, Officer Fanon came very close to accusing Republican members of Congress of planning the riot themselves. This was also one of the many times we heard officers refer to everyone at the Capitol Capitol that day as terrorists.
4: That is what I am looking for, is an investigation into those actions and activities uh, which may have resulted in the events of January 6th. And also whether or not there was collaboration between those members, their staff, and these terrorists
2: now let's talk about uh what he's suggesting. So he's suggesting that the Republican members of Congress coordinated this with the terrorists to make this attack. Now let's just go back and look at history. You know what all we heard about all all four years ago was Russian Russian collusion. And what did we find out about at the end of at the end of the uh of the investigation was the only Russian collusion was the Democrat. National Committee and the Hillary Clinton uh, campaign were the only ones that collaborated with the Russians for a uh, phony dossier that in that created the uh, created the the first impeachment. You know, the the FISA, the FISA court um, search warrant and all that stuff. That was a pretty dramatically fake, um coordinated coordinated plan just like the way covid has been a coordinated plan to make to take the white house away from donald trump because we had to have a mail-in vote the democrats are criminally criminally smart they don't have they don't i don't know what their intentions are i don't know what their motives are but these guys can put together a plan and all and the first thing they do is blame it on the republicans it's a uh, distraction, diversion, and division. And that's exactly what the, what the uh, Democrats do. So they, they create all this, pro- all this stuff. They're creating a narrative. They're creating a, a theater for the, for the whole country to watch on TV. And then they blame it on the Republicans. You know, there's 9,400, 9,400 terrorists against 140 police officers. What were we to do? I don't know. When in fact. What we find out what we're going to find out is that all those trump people went there to peacefully and patriotically protest and the democrats coordinated maybe with some people in the fbi these antifa people to go in there and make it look like hey all they got to do is is send in some hooligans and put a MAGA hat on them and then they blame it on everybody else wake up folks it's coming crystal clear i mean crystal clear as to what's going on. And I hate to be a, a, a conspiracy theorist, but you know what? Lie, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not going to do the shame on me. I'm seeing it happen over and over again. Anyway, I'm all out of time for the first half of the main event. So stay tuned for some five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports. And I'll be right back with lots more of this. back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and financing. Actually, I did in the first half. Uh, but, in, uh, but if you need real estate and financing, you want to talk to someone who thinks like you that will give you advice based on what's best for you. If you're, uh, if you're still listening and you need, uh, if you think you might be in the market for a, a new purchase or a refinance or one of them reverse mortgage things, you want some straight, straight talk, uh, straight. Advice that's not based on what's best for me, but what's best for you. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net, click on the summit funding logo and uh, we will help you find your way. And also just, I I noticed that uh, I seem to get certain kinds of calls when I remind everybody that I don't just finance in California. So if you're in California going, what the hell am I doing here? or you just want to have a, like what I do, I have a, I have a vacation home in Arizona and Montana where I'm broadcasting from today. Um, if, you, if you're interested in other states, I am licensed in California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Texas, Arkansas, Florida, Tennessee, and Ohio. I think that's it. If there's another one that you think, hey, he didn't mention this, uh, call me and ask eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. 2020. That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty 2020 or ed Hoffman.net click on the summit funding logo. So before the, before the break, oh, I opened up with that song, uh, the second half, I opened up with miracles out of nowhere, which is Kansas. We lost, uh, last week and I didn't, uh, I didn't get it. I didn't uh, get the news in time to, uh, put it on my show last week. We lost Robbie Steinhardt, who is the violinist. The original violinist of Kansas, and if you see him in concert, you see him in concert, there's a new guy that that is in there Robbie's uh, was stopped uh, touring with the band in two thousand and fourteen, as I understand it, and the uh, but you know what, if you're familiar with Kansas, you know that that rock violin sound is unique to Kansas, and we I don't think we ever saw it before, and I don't really think we've quite seen it since, and uh, we lost Robbie Steinhardt. And uh, you know that's he—he he is a legend in uh, in uh, rock music. So uh, there's my tribute to him. Okay, so before the break, we were talking about the political theater going on in the January 6th investigation, um, and we talked about we were talking about Michael Fanone, about talking about what what he's saying that he went through, and these cops. I think we had I think we had five or six capital PDs. And believe me, I am not being anti-law enforcement. I just think they found a half a dozen guys that were willing to sell their soul to the devil to help this narrative. You know what? We never liked Donald Trump anyway. You know, we have a job. We're government workers. We don't really care about the economy. We get a job anyway. We just never really liked that guy. He's, you know, he's, he's got too much money and he just says what's on his mind. He doesn't sound presidential. And, you know, or maybe they just said, hey, how about if we just uh, pay off your kids college fund? How about if we do this or do that? You know, what? I think we're going to find out, find out just like we found we're finding out all about this Hunter Biden stuff and all this stuff that's going from uh, other countries to Hunter Biden and over to to Joe Biden. We're just not going to investigate it soon and fast enough. So it really affects the fact that he's still in the White House. I think we're going to find out later that this stuff happens, just like we're going to find out. Find out later that all these, all you guys that got your your vaccines. You're going to be seeing, uh, you know, three four years from now. If if you got the the COVID nineteen vaccine and you are experiencing any of these issues, you maybe do financial compa uh, compensation. Call the law offices of such and such. You know that late night TV stuff, uh, ambulance chasers. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, and now I'm trying to teach you guys to have some foresight here and, and aim high and steering. Notice, notice where you're going. Notice where you're going before you get there. So after Michael Fanon, we heard from uh, Metro D.C. officer Daniel Hodges, who also used the word terrorist. You know how, notice how the I talk about how the Democrats always have a common word or phrase. Everybody who's on TV, on the media, is all using the same phrase. This week we're going to talk about um, kids in cages. You know whatever it is the the keyword. So this for this trial it was terrorist. Call everybody terrorist. So he used the word terrorist to describe all nine thousand people at the Capitol. Uh, are you sensing the theme here, like I am?
3: You know, once we got to the Capitol and um, <clears throat> we were fighting, I uh, I was I was wondering, you know, how many more bombs are there? More bombs? How many more bombs?
2: Doesn't doesn't the fact that you say more bombs? Uh, require that there be a bomb before you, before you, uh, before you ask about more bombs, there wasn't, was there a first bomb? I didn't hear about it. If there was, let's continue.
3: Um, How, what's, what's the trigger? Is it, um, is it going to be a cell phone? Is it, um, is it an on timer? Um, How many guns are there in this crowd? If we start firing, is that the signal to them to set off the explosives? However many there are in the city. Is that the signal for them to break out their firearms and shoot back? So that's the reason, you know, that why I didn't shoot anyone. And I imagine why many others didn't, because like I said before, there were over 9000 of the uh, terrorists out there with, with an unknown number of firearms and a couple hundred of us. Maybe if that turned into a firefight, we would have lost. And this was a fight we couldn't afford to lose.
2: Wow. What the hell is he talking about? I didn't hear anything about a bomb. I didn't see any explosions. Uh, unknown amount of guns. Of course, there's always that idea. There's an unknown amount of guns, but have we heard about anybody being shot other than by the D.C. police, the Capitol police officer that shot Ashley Bev. Do we hear about any, any guns? We heard about some people that said they had guns, but do we hear about anything? This, I mean, this is testimony. If you were in a real court of law, they say, you know what? You're speculating. We can't testify to to what people were feeling. We can't, you know, you're supposed to be testifying about what was going on. This is fantasy. What is it? Hey, we don't know what was the trigger going to be. That's why I didn't shoot anybody. Come on. Come on, man. So next, Officer Aqu- Aquilino Ganel is a Capitol Police officer who served in Iraq and compared the January 6th with, the, with that war. He also claimed that there were Trump supporters trying to convert the officers to be on their side, which is interesting considering how many people say that they were being just let right into the Capitol.
3: All of them were telling us Trump sent us. Nobody else. There was nobody else. It was not Antifa. It was not Black Lives Matters. It was not the FBI. It was his supporters that he sent them over to the Capitol that day. And we were not letting them in. They... they tried to convert us. They, they tried to uh, dis- persuade us to let them in. My time, compared to Iraq, totally different. This is our own citizens. People who we sworn enough to protect, but yet they are attacking us uh, with the same flag that they pr- claim to represent. Um, it was bad.
2: Hmm. We've all seen we've all seen the videos, the security videos that showed Capitol Police officers letting people in the doors. We heard Tim GNA tell us on the on the uh, on the interview when he was on our show. So we know we know that Capitol Police officers were just letting people in. And from what we've heard and what we've seen on video, people were marching in there and staying within the 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 rope, the you know, the little ropes on the on the stands in there and peacefully going in there. There's a few guys that got out of out of uh, out of control, and from what we hear, they say, "No, don't break windows." So those guys didn't fit, whether they had a MAGA hat on or not. But this guy knows that they weren't Black Lives Matter and they weren't Antifa. How do you know? And they're trying to convert us, just like being in Iraq, except for these are our own citizens. Wait, so if some of those guys said, "Hey, come on." You know, you know this election was BS. You know, you guys, you guys know that we have a right to protest like this, and this is how we were hearing people were talking to the Capitol police officers and being cool. Is that the same as? Uh, is that the same like being in Iraq, where they say, "Hey, you know, you sit here and and uh, and say out loud that 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 you don't that you don't worship Jesus Christ anymore. Or we're going to cut your head off." Come on, how do you compare the two? Can you smell the BS in this thing? I watched I watched it and then I had to go and I listened to it. I listened to it in uh, on my XM radio and I, and I listened to it and I'm just going, "Come on, man. This is this is such BS. There's there's no there's and this is what I tell people, "Hey, watch CNN, watch PMSNBC. watch Fox. Look at the stuff on Facebook. Take a, pay attention to what you see when you're driving down the street pay attention to what you see when you're at the store, listen to my show and then just put it all together and just say how much of this stuff makes sense. Is there anything you've seen on TV that would indicate that this kind of testimony is real? I just don't buy it. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to be anti law enforcement. These guys are selling their soul to the devil. They're lying. So uh, um, our guest next week, has a whole different story in terms of the behavior of the officers that he encountered. So don't miss next week's show. We'll have a really good interview on that. uh, Someone who was there and uh, actually has encountered some, some uh, law enforcement as a result. Um, We're going to tell you the next week's show is going to be really good. So uh, speaking to Fox news, Sandra Smith, after the hearing Republican Jim Banks of Indiana, who was, who was barred by Pelosi from serving on the committee said this
4: first. I mean, clearly this is, politically designed by the Democrats to stop Republicans from winning back the majority in the midterm election. They, Democrats want to talk about January 6th, they want to beat up on Republicans, tragic stories from Capitol Police officers, experiences that never should have happened. If the leadership of the Capitol Police and those who oversaw the Capitol Police would have done their job leading up to January 6th, we would have trained the Capitol Police officers, we would have given them better equipment. We would have, we would have uh, warned them about the intelligence report, and I believe that January 6th would have been a lot different if the Capitol Police leadership would have done their job, if there would have been true leadership at the top and oversight. That didn't happen. And why are those questions not allowed to be asked on this committee? What is the speaker trying to hide by not allowing me and Jim Jordan in the room to ask questions about exactly that? Yeah, I
2: remember the scene in, uh, in uh, A Few Good Men. When uh when uh Kevin Bacon asked the guy, hey, you know what, uh have you been trained to do to do code reds? No. Uh is there anything in this training book that says that you're to do code reds? No. Is there anything in this book that tells you that you're to do the code reds? No. And then uh and then Lieutenant Caffey t- uh Tom Cruise uh asked him, Hey, can you show me in this book where it shows uh where the mess all is? Well oh, it's not in the book. Well, you haven't eaten anything? You know what What? That's that is the whole whole point of of court cross examination investigation. Let's get both sides. Hey, ask these questions, but let's ask the other side of the question. So we consider consider the whole picture. That's not happening in this trial. Uh, The other Republican prevented from sitting on the committee was Jim Jordan of Ohio. Here were his comments after the end of the end of the of the day.
4: No, it was a terrible
2: day, and the people who did wrong need to be held accountable. Uh, The real question is, and I've said this many times, is why weren't those guys who testified today and all the other Capitol Hill police who protect us and protect Capitol Hill, why weren't they given more help? Why wasn't more help there that day? And the only person who can answer that question is the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. I I
4: believe Capitol Hill police and and the great work they do, there's not politics there, but there's certainly politics with this committee. We know this committee is out to get the former president. President president said that day, peacefully and patriotically, make your voices heard.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So the only person that can answer those, answer those questions as to why there was not more security is the Speaker of the House, and the Speaker of the House would have been asked those questions. She also is the one that that knocked off the possibility that Jim Jim uh, Jordan or Jim Banks would be on that on that committee. Does that sound like a conflict of interest? Does that sounds like something that, uh, uh, if this were, were the Republicans, they would demand that Nancy Pelosi recuse herself from uh, from directing that committee as to who could be on it? Do you see a conflict of interest if this was a if this was the other way around? This is the kind of stuff you got to pay attention to, folks. We're not done here yet on what the hearing yet, even though I those comments were after the hearing. But let's go back to the hearing. We also heard from two Adams, Adam Kinzinger, who's a Republican, and Adam Schiff. You remember Adam Schiff, who has definite evidence that the president committed crimes of, uh, of uh, high crimes and misdemeanors uh, that never, never went through. He's an expert at political theater. But these two guys made sure the entire nation saw their crocodile tears.
4: I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. You know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys, won. you know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad bad days, how we take accountability for that. God help us.
1: And we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens as traitors. If they're born in another country or they don't look like us. And God help us. But I have faith because of folks like you. And Adam, I didn't expect this would be quite so much later, but it must be an Adam thing
2: today. Oh, geez. What next? What next? Oh, you know it. Uh, how do we get on the race thing? People attack people because they're a different color different nationality when do we get on that oh yeah remember that guy harry dunn that we talked about that had us do a moment of silence well he brought it up he brought it up he was the last one to say and he first he did the moment of silence and then he started talking about race I, I don't think i've ever heard on tv anybody allowed to use the n-word like five or six times in a real derogatory way and and suggest that people were attacking the capitol police because because he was black you know the rest of the Capitol Police aren't black, but you know, in his case, they were attacking him because he was black, and uh, he uh, he very uh, eloquently used the the n word to make sure uh, to make sure that every that everybody had that. So here's a couple more comments from from uh, Harry
3: Dunn. They had marching orders, so to say. Um, when when people feel emboldened by people in power, they they assume that they're right, like. The, the, one of the scariest things about January 6th is that the people that were there, even to this day, think that they were right. They think that they were right. And that that makes for a scary recipe for, for the future of this country.
2: Hmm. They think that they're right. The people that were there to protest the Electoral College believe they're right because there's all kinds of evidence, video, audio. Uh, documented evidence that there was voter fraud in the election and they believe they're right because they were. Nobody wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to hear about it, but they believe they're right because there's facts. Well, the Capitol Police officers that are testifying, they want to make sure that everybody knows they're right. Except for there's no evidence of any, any of the stuff that he's saying that happened. And then... And then the last thing he said, told us exactly where this guy's coming from. This guy is, here's exactly where he's coming from. These guys are trained to deal with, deal with stressful situations. I'm a mortgage guy. I know, hey, things pop up on people's credit. People lose, lose jobs in the middle of escrow. Uh, people do all kinds of weird things. You have to be able, you know, things pop up. You got to be able to deal with that. And you know that you got a buyer and a seller and agents. There's pressure. Cops go out there and have to deal with with people that have guns. But these people apparently weren't ready for this. And let's just listen to Harry Dunn.
3: I know so many other officers continue to hurt. I also respectfully ask that this select committee review the available resources, the services available to us, and consider whether they are sufficient enough to meet our needs especially with respect to the amount of leave that we are allowed. Yeah. We
2: need to investigate into the services for the people that went through this, especially the amount of leave that, Hey, I need more time off with pay. Come on, man. Even even no, I wouldn't even say, I was going to say even Joe Biden would know that one say, you know what? That's where this guy's coming from. And let me just, make some fun of this guy because he's, he's the mo- he's the least intelligent, least intelligent, the least believable guy on this panel. And he happens to have the name of Harry Dunn. So let's, uh, if there, you know, things are, there's karma in the air. There's karma in the air. And just for those of you that don't know who Harry Dunn is. Now that you don't, don't, if you haven't put it together, remember a movie called uh dumb and dumber. Remember a guy, uh, let's play this clip.
0: Nice set of hooters you got there. I beg your pardon? The owls, they're beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah. Are you a bird
0: lover? Me? Oh, no. Well, I used to have a parakeet, but now my main area of expertise is um, canines. Dogs, to the layperson.
1: Thanks. Mm -hmm. I love dogs, too. Oh. So how are you involved with them?
0: Oh, I've, you know, I've trained them, mm-hmm. you know, bathed them, clipped them. I've even bred them.
2: Oh, really? Any unusual breeding?
0: No, mostly just doggy style.
2: Well, oh. actually, we
1: haven't been properly introduced. My name is Mary Swanson.
0: Hi,
2: Harry Hi. Dunn.
1: Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you.
2: Yeah, Harry Dunn, Harry Dunn. Nice to meet you. Harry Dunn, that's the guy. You know what? When you need someone to sell their soul, you find someone who's got nothing to lose. So now that we've heard all this stuff, maybe it's time we heard from some officers who didn't get a national audience, didn't get the support of Democrats in Congress, and didn't get the sympathy of the nation. We're talking about the officers who protected Americans during the 2020 Black Lives Matter riots. Oh, excuse me, I mean the summer of love last year. One of them is Officer Diaz of the Los Angeles Police Department, who spoke with Raymond Arroyo on the Ingram mangle. Many officers were hurt, injured, officers died, um, and I think very little attention has been given to us and what happened to us, um, how this could have been
0: prevented. Uh, We went out there and we felt like nobody had our backs. We're out here um, every day risking our lives for people we don't know. and regardless of, of all that attention, negative attention we've gotten, we still proudly put our uniforms on and, and go out there and do our job to the best of our capabilities.
2: Did you, Officer Diaz, did you ever hear from Congressman Schiff, who represents Los Angeles, Nancy Pelosi, uh, uh, Kamala Harris? She was a senator of your state. Did any of them reach out to you or to your colleagues about what you endured at the hands of these uh, rioters? No, never. No, they didn't hear from uh, Adam, uh, steaming pile of shit, And they didn't hear from uh, uh, Kamala Harris, who's now our vice president. You know what, what they did hear from her? She was out there helping people raise money to get these uh, these rioters out of jail so they go back out on the streets and attack our cops again and create more havoc. That's what she was doing. And why is California so lawless? Why is the crime so high in... In California, we've been hearing about this and we've been talking about it, but there was there was uh, two two propositions that were passed uh, in the last 10 years. And one of them was uh, Prop 47, which uh, created a uh, an opportunity for people in jail to uh, have a have a little better have have incentives to get out of jail early. And the other one was there was uh, another proposition called 57 that made the. Uh, that made uh, stealing up to $950. Oh, I'm sorry, 47 did that. 57 was the one that let the, the, the people get out of jail early so they get back on the streets. And 47 was the one that, uh, that said if you, you can steal up to $950, it's just a misdemeanor. And, of course, there's no cash bail. Who was our attorney general during the time that those two uh, things passed? Oh, Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah, that's that's what what's going on. Did they give a crap about the cops that were that were dealing with these rioters? No. Did they give a crap about what the uh, unintended consequences of, the, of making these laws happen? No. And 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 now she's the vice president. And I'm sure uh, before 2024, she'll secede uh, um, Biden when they when they take him out with the 25th Amendment and she'll be the president. She's the one that turned turned uh california into this into this crime ridden pit that we're that we're living in now but remember the media is in with the democrats and they want to set this this political theater up there to change change how we feel make us fear get us to get us to keep wearing masks they don't care about what the consequences are think about that hey i'm on i'm a lot of time for this episode the main event folks Keep your ears open, your eyes open, and your mind open. And uh, let's see what we can do about turning this country around. And let's put uh, Larry Elder in the governor's office in California to start. My name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. And I'll be back again with you
3: next week.
4: The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California TRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.
2: Hi everyone, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
1: AM 590, the answer.